This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Missy Branch. Missy serves as Assistant Dean of Students to Women and Director of Graduate Life at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in North Carolina. She's also currently a student finishing up soon a degree, master's degree in ethics, theology, and culture. Missy is married to Deuce Branch, and together they have four children, so she's super busy. She's passionate about women seeing themselves as theologians and disciples first. Missy is a contributing author to The Whole Woman, ministering to her heart, soul, mind, and strength, and the co-host of Women and Work podcast. Currently, Missy is also serving as chairman of the Board of Trustees at Lifeway Christian Resources. Welcome, Missy. Thank you. It's good to be here. We're so honored that you have spent the day with us on campus, and we're in chapel speaking to students this morning. Tell us a little bit about what you shared with students this morning. First of all, this is a beautiful campus, and I, it's such an honor to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Um, <clears throat> have you ever been to northern Indiana, this part, before? No, I've oh, been to good. Indianapolis, but yeah. I've never come this far, so it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, we talked about um, just the journey that God has us on, that we are all on a, a similar journey track. And so we, I had three main points. Hmm. Who you are is not who you will be. I think that's encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> but who you are is who God made you to be. And who you are is not really clearly understood in, unless you understand it in relationship to Jesus Christ. Hmm. So. And and you were in Ephesians 2, two, correct? Yes, which I heard is the school's verse. That's right. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. If you look on our, our seal, you would see that as that's like our institutional. I love that. Yeah. And I don't know that a lot of students would have known that. So I, I appreciate that um, we had a chapel message around those. Around that, yes. So thank you. Thank you. That was great. So tell us a little bit, just kind of your story, background. Mm-hmm. How did you grow up and then, and then find your way to seminary. <laughs> Which the two do not make sense together, so <laughs> for the record. I'm actually from Philadelphia, and I come from, like, you know, Will Smith's song in West Philadelphia. Yeah. I wasn't born there, but I was raised, and um, I come from a broken family. My mama, she did good raising me and my sister, and I have a lot of siblings, but my mom had just the two of us, and the one thing that she was not able to give us a lot of material things, but she had gave us a legacy of Jesus. Mm. So she's her her and her siblings are first generation Christians. Wow! When they all became Christians, they became Christians. So we spent every like every free moment in church, (laughs) and I remember. I, the church we went to, I remember saying as a kid, I don't know how I feel about the Holy Spirit because he keeps making these services very long. <laughs> <laughs> very long, Holy Spirit. I don't know. Um, but it, it was a rich legacy. It, I found family there and I would go back and forth between my parents. And whenever I would come back, I would mm. really see the difference. And so I got to stay with my mom and it was beautiful. And so she raised us in the church and... We watched her. She's a prayer warrior. Mm. So we watched her get through hard things through prayer and the Lord being her husband is what she would tell us. Wow. And so, yeah, we, it stuck. It stuck. And I can't say that it was it was because we just watched her and it looked real. Mm. What For her, it wasn't just this thing she made up. And I grew up because all five of her other siblings were believers. I think I have 26 or 27 first cousins and everybody was Christians. And yeah. so it was just like. This is great. <laughs> that sounds like my wife's growing up years. Really? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, but then I, so I met my husband when I was, a, I think, a senior in high school. And he was, he's older, a little bit older than me. So he was in college. And um, I, I was just telling the ladies, I, I'm, one, I'm like a serial entrepreneur. So I'm always doing something. And I have always. And so I had started an acapella group. <laughs> 
in high school. We didn't add singer to the bio, so <laughs> That's yeah, ridiculous. So some friends of ours would, um, me and some friends would, my, I have a lot of uncles who are pastors. Mm. And so we would go with my uncles to sing. And at this one particular time, Deuce and a guy named Brian Loritz went to college oh, together. Sure. And so they showed up to hear my uncle preach and to hear us sing. And um, I, my friend was interested in them. So that's why they, they came. And they were just guys in college and we were some girls singing. And so it worked out but then that's how I actually met him and he was actually kind of a local star because he's a Christian hip hop artist yeah. so my aunt is a radio DJ so I'd seen him around and so I'd be like oh he's cute but you know he's just <laughs> he's that guy over there so eventually we wound up at the same church on a particular Sunday and we met and talked for a second and yeah and we blossomed from there but wow. I didn't see it as anything serious I was like 18 I just was like when he's famous I'll have pictures that say I knew him <laughs> <laughs> that's really what I thought but yeah we've been married 26 years wow, yeah. praise the Lord. I always tell people I got married when I was nine <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking with it <laughs> um, and we have four kids two of them live, have graduated from college and live in Atlanta they're my oldest two Jeremiah and Trinity and the youngest two are 21 and 18 and they're still at home with us the youngest one's about to graduate from high school so yeah, it's a fun season. I my husband is he he's a preacher and a Christian hip hop artist with a group called the Cross Movement for a long time mm -hmm. and then he is now a professor. And so there's always never been a dull moment with that and mm -hmm. so we've planted church. We've done a lot over the years and so it's been this is quite a journey. But me, I've always been the stay-at-home mom who was like doing discipleship at the church and the stay-at-home mom who had a cake business and yeah. the stay-at-home mom who was homeschooling her children because the school district wasn't great and I have a child with special needs. And so the I, I didn't even, a part of my story in chapel was I didn't even finish college because my kids came quickly when I was, when we got married so young. And um, so I'd spent a lot of time, like, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. I don't have a vision for what my life will look like beyond my kids. And then as the kids were getting closer to leaving, I just was like, I, I took a, I was, we moved to North Carolina. I was a, a cake decorator. So like I could make oh, wow. custom cakes like people. Like the would, cake boss, like yeah. you see on TV mm -hmm. thing. People yeah. would commission oh. me to make cakes like, this needs to look like my son's football and football jersey. And so I would recreate that in cake. So I was doing that from my basement as a small business and working at a flower shop during the day. And But I remember feeling though like, I love this because I'm creative, but I don't know. I just feel like this. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't mm. want to spend all nighters making cakes. I just don't want this uh, forever. I like it as a hobby, and it's served well in the season, but I didn't have a pathway. I mean, I didn't have any education. I didn't have a pathway to anything, and um, I, I say this all the time. I feel like, like Joseph or like Esther, that I didn't do anything to earn the spaces I've been allowed in. And if they took it from me, I couldn't do anything but mm. thank the Lord. Mm. But I showed up at the school and one day we were living in a house. We are living in a house that the school owns. And I felt like, okay, well, if we're here, I, I have to do something to be connected to the school in some way. And so I asked all of the minority women on campus to come to my house, not for griping, but to feel connected, to know that there's a community so that when you go back out, these women are all here as a yeah. part of the community for yeah. you. And um, that just doing that when our school was going, the women's department was needed a, somebody just to fill in for a little while. They asked me if I would come do it because they were familiar with me. 
And uh, I did it and it just snowballed. Like then I was this event planner. Then I was the student life. I mean, the um, assistant dean of students. Then I was the grad life. And I was like, I don't know how I got here. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was making cakes. Yeah. Two years ago in the basement. I don't know how this happened. So I think I, I had somebody tell me once, if you want to get something done, give it to the busiest person in the <laughs> room. So I think <laughs> yes. I think that's what happened to you. Yes, like. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's been great. Even like being on the on boards and things like that. That was all language that had. It was so foreign to me. The first time somebody asked me for a headshot, I was just like, um, <laughs> where does one find one of those? <laughs> Is that that JCPenney yes, store? Right, yes. I'm like, I do have one from the back of the market. We did take it back there, but yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, now in your role, um, you, you specifically are, are working with, you know, the dean of the students for women specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that look like for you? How, how do you live that out on mm-hmm. campus? And then I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the podcast and, mm-hmm. and how you're doing that on a broader scale as well. But what does that look like on your campus? Yeah. On campus, I, it's a lot of fun. I I'm I do women's life and grad life, but I'm really, I'm passionate about discipleship. And so obviously I'm discipling women and I really get to see women take their theological education and put life and bones and flesh on Mm. it. And so we do a lot of, we create a lot of opportunities for growth in your theological knowledge, turning it into application. So we'll do coffee talks where we're like, what does the gospel say about immigration? Like how, how do you tie together your thoughts about immigration in the gospel and your thoughts about sexuality in the gospel and politics in the gospel? And it's been a lot of fun to hear women grapple with things that they haven't had to grapple with yeah. beyond just this is just what culture says but what is what does our theology really say yeah so I get to do a lot of discipleship I get to do we do student cases of course um, we do a lot of um, providing services for students on campus particularly the women trying to create this as a good environment I think one of the things we miss out on is when um, men go get trained to be ministers the wives often could find that as a time just to focus on I'm just raising the kids I'm just trying mm. to help them get through but that really is a miss that really is a, a miss yeah. to not use that time to be growing yourself and preparing yourself to go into ministry as well sure. yeah so we really are trying to find ways to encourage women and that are. and for you that's 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 undergraduate all oh, the yeah. way through PhD, PhD. Absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely uh, it's so much and fun. both the students and and, the and spouses spouses of and, students and, and like staff on campus yeah who just who are Working on campus, we really try to create one um, cohesive unit of women, a community of women. And then you've kind of taken that outside the the walls of of the institution yeah. to a, a broader scale with mm-hmm. podcast and and the books you've written. And so, talk talk to me a little bit about what is your goal and and what are you trying to share with the world? Yes, uh, when it comes to you know your 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 viewpoints, your what you what do you want them to know? Mm-hmm. We are all theologians. We're just not all good ones, <laughs> right? <laughs> we all have an, a thought about God, a, a, something that we believe about God. It's not all right. And I think for women, they've particularly in our space, they have been convinced that theology was for men or for super smart, and not recognizing that for the Christian theology is supposed to color all of the parts of our lives, like we. Th- 
make certain choices because of our theological convictions. And so really wanting women to see themselves as theologians so that they can take leadership and ownership for the decisions that they make and for the area, the sphere of influence that they have. Because also I think everyone is a leader. Mm. I believe that. Leadership is influence, right? Yes. And so whether it's leading your kids or leading your discipleship group or leading a Fortune 500 company, like we have an area that we're responsible for. So we need to do that as theologians, good theologians. Hmm. Uh, so you've got uh, your book, um, you've got the podcast. Uh, what do you do on the podcast? What's mm-hmm. sort of the, the aim of the podcast, yes. the audience for the podcast? Who might be interested in listening? The podcast, it's been fun. It's called Women in Work, and it really is showing it highlights women who are stepping into their kingdom calling. Like, what do you do and how is that? How does that reflect the Lord? How do you see God in the work that you're doing? And it's been fun to hear from women who are entrepreneurs, women who are in full-time ministry, women who are like in real estate. Like, I don't, Mm. this has nothing to do with ministry per se, but yet the whole thing is ministry. Women who do crazy things like our CIA agents and spies, but then women who started a school because there wasn't a good one in the community I moved to. Yeah. So we started a school and certainly moms, moms who have started businesses, moms who have, who are, who have disabilities themselves and have had to push through and what it means to be, to suffer as a woman in ministry or things like that. And it's been, I mean, it's life giving for Mm. me. It really is to hear from, and that's the beautiful thing about it is it's not for any particular woman. It's, we, it's cross generational. It's diverse. It's just for to hear that we have the ability to reflect God and what we've been called to do, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Well, I told you this earlier. Um, you know, the reason we invited you to Grace was because of my wife. Yes. <laughs> and, and me asking her a, a, a little less than a year ago, hey, who should we invite to campus mm-hmm. to speak? And and uh, you were one of the names that, um, that she knew of because of various things that she is sort of yes. learning and growing. And, and she's doing. been an example to me of what does it look like to grow and your knowledge and understanding of who God is. Um, You know, she's, she's, she, um, truth be told, does a better job at really digging into God's word and trying to Mm -hmm. understand him more than I do. And she said, I know a person. So, um, so 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 thankful that she was able to be here today. And yes, I met her. She's beautiful. She's um, lovely. Yeah, as well. And so, uh, you also have taken on the role of chairman of the board of Lifeway Christian Resources, which is like, Whoa, that's big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so talk to us just a little bit about Lifeway and your role there and, and you know, uh, being the chair of the board of a, a large corporation. Yeah. You know, I had no idea whatsoever that that, like, it was never in the cards. I just, when I was asked to be on the board the first time, a couple of times, I honestly was ignoring their requests because I was like, you've got to be talking about my husband. Do you know what I do? Like I make cake in the basement. I don't wait. What could you possibly want me to do? And I remember them being like, I don't understand. Why I, you're... My board meetings would be so much better <laughs> yes. if there was cake there though. Let's be I agree, honest. I agree. <laughs> but it was, it was fun because um, I just would go to these meetings and sit in silence and just learn. And I'm like, okay, this really, I would learn how to, run meetings or host events. Mm. And I would take things that I learned from every one of those meetings back to Southeastern and do something, implement something. And they would give us resources and I would collect them so that I can give them out to women on our campus. So any books they give us, I would like hoard anything. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. I'd take it all back and collect it for the women on our campus because this is $60, but they're giving it to me. I'll give it to you. And Mm. so I saw that as like, okay, Lord, this is great. I'm learning and I'm getting resources. And 
probably my fourth year, I wound up speaking at a conference and the new president found out that I was speaking at that conference and heard my story, part of my story. And he has a podcast. So he invited my husband and I on the podcast. And then he was like, Missy, I've never heard you say one word at a board meeting. Like I'm hearing this conversation, but you've never said anything. But I was like, but I don't have anything to offer. I'm just here. So he asked me if I would consider being vice chair. And then um, a few weeks after being vice chair, the chairman actually had to step down for some health reasons. And praise God, he's doing fine now. Oh, good. So it's really good. Um, so, But then that's how I became the chairman. So it was just, it was a whirlwind. And it, it's been a lot of fun, though. I've yeah. learned. I mean, my goodness, I learned so much. The stuff you don't know that goes on. <laughs> it sounds to me like you've just been very open to God's leading, Mm -hmm. like not necessarily always a, and correct me if I'm wrong, a plan for what's next, but an openness to what's next yes, and a preparation for what's next. And then when God presents the opportunity, a willingness to step into it. And what a message for our students and for the women on our campus as Mm -hmm. well, to, to be prepared, to be open and then be willing to step into scary, big (laughs) opportunities. Opportunities. Honestly, one my husband is one of those people who I mean he has been nominated for a Grammy and yet he doesn't want any like he's not the person who wants any sunshine or or spotlight. And so he's really discipled me in that way like don't go seeking these things if it comes your way then you can ra- ra- grapple with it and see if this is the Lord. But so as things have come to me, I have really not raised my hand and be like, "Oh, pick me" or "Oh, I want to do it." I've really just okay, Lord, if you say so, it, Babe, do you know they're asking me to do this? They're asking me. I don't know why they're asking me to do that, but so it's been really sweet to honestly just sit back and say the Lord has done this, so that yeah. I didn't have to feel like I was p- performing or reaching for something. Yeah. So. Uh, last question: If you were to um, just have a, a room of uh, women on our campus and you could share with them one thing um, in their years here of mm-hmm. college. What would you share and why? I would tell them not to be preparing to be a wife or to be a mom or to be the CEO or to be the whatever, but that to really dig hard into being a godly woman Mm. because godly women make excellent all of those things. And so if they're really connected to the Savior and they really, really are becoming good Christians, there's no way that you're going to not be a good mom. Mm. (laughs) There's no way you're going to not be a good wife and not, you know what I'm saying? So to not be so concerned with this season of I have to have that, but just like, Lord, I have to have you. And then what you give me, I can flourish in. Praise the Lord. If people are interested in hearing more from you or connecting to you, yes. what's the what's the best ways to do that? Um, definitely through Women in Work podcast, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And then, I mean, I'm on social media, Missy underscore branch. And um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Those are the best places yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to reach and out I mean, and I'm follow. I'm at Southeastern, and... so if you send me an email, <laughs> you can find me. I'm branch at <laughs> sebitz.edu, edu, yes. So, yeah. Well, we're so thankful that you have blessed our campus today, and thank you for being a part of the podcast as well. Thank you. This has been an honor. And thanks to everyone for listening to the Grace Story podcast today. Thanks to Rick and Ryan for their work in producing this podcast. And if you can do us a favor and like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can discover it, we would be so appreciative. Until next time, live your best grace story today.